0: Hello. Discover the answer to life's most perplexing questions. Gain insight for your journey. And discover how to use your pain to launch your purpose as you listen to Beauty for Ashes, a podcast with Adrian Mayfield. I almost blew it. So the other day I had a doctor's appointment at four o'clock. I had a lot of things missing, moving pieces that I was trying to kind of move around, scheduling some things I had to do in the early part of my day, and I planned to stop working in my office kind of a little early so that I would be able to take care of going to the doctor and being on time. So a little bit before noon, I got a call from the doctor's office asking if I could come in an hour early. Well, I knew that was going to throw my whole schedule off, but it was like, hey, maybe that'll keep me from having to sit in this Atlanta traffic, so sure, I can do it. So I shut everything down, uh, drove down to my appointment. And when I got there, I signed in, I sat down, got there a little bit before three, and I sat there and I read through some books, kind of looked around thinking, mm, for sure they're going to call me. And you know how we are, impatient. <laughs> So as 10 minutes went by, then 15, then 30, I'd actually only paid for an hour and 20 minutes of parking because I thought, hey, they called and asked me to come an hour early. So surely they're going to call me on time and I'll be out of here since I really was just coming for a follow-up. So at 3.30, I had enough. My blood was starting to boil. I could feel my Holy Spirit kind of kicking in saying, yeah, calm down, relax, calm down, relax. So I went up to the front and I said, you guys asked me to come an hour early, but I'm not quite sure why because I haven't been seen. It's 3.30 now and my point, my original point was at four. So if you guys weren't going to see me early, why'd you have me come? So she kind of blew me off and told me to talk to the security guard about my parking. So, you know, it's Atlanta, it's the summer. So it's 90 degrees every day. It's hot outside. She tells me I need to go and change my parking that can put me in a lot connected to the building. So I go up, I get my car, I come down, I move to the other parking deck, so I don't have to, so I don't run the risk of not being out of time because it looks pretty, pretty, I'm pretty sure now I'm not gonna make it out in time. And so I go back in, I sit down, I'm trying to be patient, trying to talk myself down, because I can feel my blood pressure starting to rise and I know <laughs> they're gonna check my blood pressure, like they always do when you go to the doctor's office. And then if it's elevated. They always give you a long talk about hypertension and all those things. I I really wasn't in the mood to hear that talk. So I tried to calm myself down before I went in to see. And so they ended up not calling me back until 4.10. And I'd actually skipped lunch because I I had thought I had perfectly planned out my day with my appointment being at 4. But once they called and asked me to come early, I had so many other things to take care of that I wasn't really able to um, have my lunch. So I thought I would be able to go, be seen for my follow up, and have lunch. But it didn't look like that was going to happen. So it wasn't until about 4:10 that I was actually called back into the room. The young lady took my blood pressure; it was slightly elevated. I explained to her what had occurred, and she, you know, pro- she apologized profusely and offered me some chips. So when I came out to wait for the doctor. There was an elderly lady who was sitting there. And so she looked at, she was in the, well, actually she was in the bathroom, right? Shortly after I sat down, she came out of the bathroom and she sat down and she asked me if I had seen her son. I said, no ma'am, I didn't. He wasn't here when I sat down. And so I just sat there within 15 seconds, she screams out, I'm hurting so bad. I'm hurting so bad. So I looked over at her. No one, even though we were in the doctor's office, no one responded. So I moved over to the chair beside her and started rubbing her on her back, asking her, "You know, you okay? What's going on? It's going to be okay." Just trying to comfort her. And still, the people who worked in the doctor's office were just looking like, "What's wrong with this lady?" Mind you, we're in a doctor's office, but no one was responding outside of me, and I'm not a doctor. So I started rubbing on her back, trying to comfort her, asking her what was going on. About that time, she said, "I need a trash can. I need a trash can. I'm gonna throw up." So I got up, I ran to the bathroom, I came back, and I put by that time her son had come back. So we t- together we he, I, he held the trash, he held the trash can. I held the paper towels so that she could do what she needed to do. And then I kind of sat back down and just told her, rubbed her back some more, and told her she was gonna be okay. I know you're probably thinking, is she doing all this to a stranger? Yes, I did. It was my first nature. I didn't even think about it. When I heard her say it hurt so bad, something inside of me just immediately leapt to action to try to take care of her and see what was going on and what was wrong and what I could do. So they ended up leaving. I went in to see the doctor. It didn't take but 10 minutes. And so I was just sitting there thinking, Maybe I should have done more. Maybe I should have prayed. Maybe I should have witnessed to her. What should I have done? Because I never want to miss an opportunity. And although I felt that I had ministered to her by just showing compassion and caring for her, I always wonder after I encounter someone if I was supposed to do more. And so I'm sitting there and the doctor's talking to me. He's explaining. And um, I'm like, well, I hope I didn't miss the opportunity, but I think I at least showed her love and care and concern. And so I headed outside of the doctor's office. And when I opened the exit door, who was sitting there in a chair? The lady and her son. So I knew I was getting another chance to actually do more. So I stopped and asked her how she was doing. She was okay. And she said, I feel a little better, but I still hurt so bad. And so I asked her, hey, can I pray with you? And she just started shaking her head. And she started crying. Her son was like, she'll, she'll like that very much. Please do Can you please do it? And so I put my hand on her. And I started to pray. And I prayed for her health. I prayed for her peace. I prayed for all the things that God was kind of revealing to me as I was praying for her. And she wept and wept and wept. And then, you know, I was rubbing on her back as I was praying for her. And I asked if she felt better when I finished and she said, yes. And everyone, both she and her son just looked at me like I was, you know, like I was strange. And so I just was like, this is, Thinking to myself, this shouldn't be strange. This should be commonplace because this is actually what we're called to do. We're supposed to minister to people. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're supposed to let, when people, every time someone encounters us or engages with us, they should be engaging with the love of God. When people hear us speak, if we say that we're Christians, they should be speaking. It should be like speaking to God. When they're in our presence, They should. it should be like they've been in the presence of God. And so I asked her her name. Her name was Olivia. And I just was really proud, not proud in a bad way, but I was happy that God had given me the opportunity to be there, to minister to her, to bring her comfort and to pray that she would feel better and not be in pain. And so I shared that because you know, sometimes in life we get so busy, we get going, we're going and we we pray, God, use me, use me, use me. I want to be used. I want to be used. And sometimes the very opportunities to be used are hidden in plain sight. They are there. The opportunities are there. The people are there. The needs are there. But if you're not looking, if you're not paying attention, if you're not sensitive, you can miss it. Because even in that opportunity, I almost missed it because I was getting so irritated at the time. But as I drove home reflecting, it started to make sense. So this is why my point was this is why my appointment time was switched. This is why they were running late. If any of those details had not been put together the way they were, I would have missed Olivia. I would have missed the opportunity to be there. I would have missed the opportunity to pray for her and to comfort her heart. And so I'm just so um, happy. I'm so honored that God will use me and God wants to use you in the very same way. In Hebrews 13 2, it says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. So we should all be hospitable. We should care about each other, love each other and take time to minister. If you encounter engage someone who sees who you see is in need and you, are in our, and you have the opportunity and the ability to help them, stop what you're doing and help them. It makes a difference. People matter. And if we could get back to caring about people and loving each other and meeting the needs of others, the world would be a better place. So keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Opportunities to show love, opportunities to be a blessing are hidden in plain sight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you're the giver of all things good. We thank you that you have placed us in the earth to be your light in a dark world. May we be like a city set on a hill. May we be like light in darkness. May every person we encounter, every life we touch, be reminded of your great love for them. And may people come to know Jesus because of our lifestyle and our words and because of the love that we've demonstrated to them. Thank you for this opportunity to be your light in a dark world. And I pray now that every listener's heart will be set ablaze with new passion to go out and impact the world for good. We thank you for your example, Jesus, of how you go and you impact the world for good and how you change people's lives and how you made things better and how you loved them and demonstrated compassion and how you stopped what you were doing had compassion on the people and met their needs. May we go and do likewise. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Beauty for Ashes podcast. Before you go, subscribe and leave a message with your pressing question or comment. Be sure to tell all your friends and tune in next week for another episode.